Breaking news, ladies and gentlemen, Josh cried on an episode of The Challenge. I never thought I'd see the day. I'm John Chidley Hill. And I am Sheldon Alexander. And this is You Killed It, the podcast talking about The Challenge. We're at the penultimate true. episode. We are about to both this bass Challenge USA. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is the one that decides who's in the final. I was half right about my predictions last episode of You Killed It. Mm-hmm. Just off the top, just broad strokes, Sheldon. What did you think of this episode? Well, first off, I'll start here. You know, I like to keep the particulars in order here. Episode 260 of the You Killed It podcast, talking the Challenge USA season two, episode 13. I thought this was a pretty interesting episode because, um, it just came down to the nitty gritty, you know, and it was funny because one side of the house was kind of running things for the past few weeks. And then right as you get to the precipice of the final, boom, things flip. And that's just the nature of the, of the game. That's the nature of how this show works. You think you're in control. You think you got it all figured out. And then no, the game is the game, you know, like the wire say- that's on Twitter all the time. You gotta say, you know, I say this like basically every season of the challenge, but I always find the second or third last episode of the challenge always kind of drags because it's sort of a foregone conclusion about who's going to make the final, Mm -hmm. who's going to go in, who's not going to go in. And I got to give credit. I like, I don't think this is the greatest season in challenge history, but I think it's been solid and I got to give them credit. We're not dragging. Like we're we're at the end of the season, and this is typically where things are sort of a little bland, a little boring. Mm-hmm. Kept it spicy. If anything, it got more interesting as the season wore on. Well, also we've seen some really good performances, right? Like credit where credit is due. Mm-hmm. Chris, Michaela, Cassidy, they've dominated and done a really good job the last what four weeks of this show. And if you think about it, you know. For people who were on, quote unquote, the wrong side of the house, they've been winning challenges, winning eliminations, dominating the game and keeping themselves alive and earning their way to the final. And I will say this, too. I'm always I always find it a lot better when someone who's floated the whole way through has never got into the elimination gets into the elimination right before the final and then loses. Yeah, I always like when that happens because I love I feel it. When it's, that it's, it's like poetic justice, right? It is poetic justice, and like I'm not like last week. Josh is like, I got to go in to prove myself. I got and like I don't like that attitude, but also there is something to be said of earning your way into a final. Yeah, and and we can say that you know, Chris Cassidy, they've done that. So, yeah, no, it's been really dope. Let's get to the particulars, though, right? Because they get back into the house. And to be honest, it's not like there's much that actually happened in this episode. Like, I feel like these episodes, because they're an hour, because it's just the structure is just your classic, you know, get back in the house after elimination, Mm -hmm. have a little chat, then you get the daily challenge, then you get a little chat, then you get an elimination and we're out. But in this, like, it was just straight business, it seemed. And... You know, you come back in, Josh, you see it all setting up, right? Because Josh 
he's talking about his boys and who his crew is, you know, and Josh is talking about how well he's done this season and how happy he is because this is probably the furthest he's made it. We're getting the stories, the behind-the-scenes stories where you see the, oh, how happy would it make you to make it to the finals? You know, you get those little mm-hmm. montages that I'm, like, on the brink of fast-forwarding through because, like, I don't care about your sob story. I shouldn't say be, that, but, like, I really don't. I'm going to be real. If I didn't have, have to, if I didn't choose to record this podcast with you, mm-hmm. I would have skipped this part. <laughs> because we know what it is already we've seen we, it 10 million especially times especially from josh right like we've seen mm-hmm. josh cry we've seen josh talk about how he wants to win for his family we've mm-hmm. seen josh talk about how much he loves his friends like and like listen i don't actually think josh is a bad guy i think he's a little hard to take i think he's the king of doing too much yeah but like you know we can use another example I love Corey. I would love to see Corey win this season. I think mm. Corey's a good guy. I'd like to hang out with Corey in real life. I got nothing but love and praise for Corey. Mm. I'm tired of hearing about his kids. <laughs> right? Like, I'm tired of hearing that, like, that buys a lot of diapers. Like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just, you know, if you watch the show enough, uh, you know what they're going to say. And, like, no, for sure. Know. But also, I appreciate. This season especially is for people who are not familiar with Josh necessarily mm-hmm. and certainly not familiar with Corey. Like to know Corey, mm-hmm. you would have had to watch his season of The Real World, a show that's not even on the air anymore. And then like watch like X on the Beach and watch like mm-hmm. yeah. like what 10 seasons of the challenge? Yeah, we've so, seen like, a lot of different Corys for sure. So if you're just like a CBS person that just like got into this because like you love the amazing race or you love survivor, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I could see that you need some background on Corey and I'm keeping that in mind, but like, you know, if he's on the next season of the challenge, I also will be like, Oh, we get it. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's just because we've seen it run its course, right? Like in the beginning, when you seen this guy who, our introduction to him was this like womanizer and he's always like hooking up with multiple different girls in the house each season. And then you get the grown up guy who then becomes a father and is now a family man, trying to make money for his, like, it's, it's just a whole different vibe. We've seen that and we've matured with them, but also too, now the challenge becomes a job for him, right? Like he's no longer coming on the show to have fun. He's just coming with the sole purpose to win money. And so that makes you as a character for people like us watching the show for entertainment value. It's not as entertaining as it was, let's say, early Corey, if that makes sense. Still rooting for you because we love the progression, love the maturity, but it's just a little different vibes. Yeah. You know, just as you were speaking, I was curious. So I looked up what the ratings have been on this show in the United States. Just because I was curious, like, I was wondering, like, huh, once all the Amazing Race people were gone, did, like, fans of the Amazing Race stop watching? Yeah. And, like, you can't get that granular. But it's interesting. The ratings have gone up by moments and then down by moments. They're trending downward. Yeah. But, like, they, they've had a couple peaks later in the season. So, is, I guess. Is Big Brother still on? Like, is it still on after Big Brother? Uh, because yeah, I'm pretty sure Big Brother. I don't know if the, this season of Big Brother's over. That's what I'm saying, right? Because I know yeah. that uh, when this show started, 
its lead in was Big Brother. And that was kind of the, you know, the marketing plan. You have it come on after Big Brother. But yeah, um, yeah, there's a there's more episodes coming. There's an episode coming out tomorrow and one on there's uh, Tuesday. Speaking of other shows that are on TV, there's a moment that I don't want to ruin. Oh, you know what I'm talking about already? No, I'm just laughing at how you phrase that. Speaking of other shows that are on television. <laughs> no, no, no. But I'm saying like it'll it's wrapped into what we'll talk about in this in this episode. I'm sorry for teasing a tease and doing a horrible job because I don't want to give it away because we can't really talk about it right now. But it'll be better when it pops up later on. Um, let's get to the daily challenge. Okay. I thought this looked pretty cool. I also think though the camera angles like I, I question if the budget is lower than it was before because i feel like you could have had some like really dope camera angles from either the balloons like actually up in the balloons like just to see how high they were and like some like crazy like i didn't feel like they sold enough how hard this was you know more about this than i do mm-hmm but like th- to me wouldn't this be an ideal drone shot yeah Do like a it's... spin around as someone's yes but uh, i also think too like the drones are interesting right because different places have different rules about where you can and can't yeah. fly drones so it might be an area where you're not able to do so um also maybe it was a little tricky because you're flying a drone around a hot air balloon is probably not something that's allowed. Mm-hmm. That'd be my guess. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. I thought like this challenge was really, really hard, but I just didn't think that aesthetically it looked as good as it could have, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Um, I see that. But basically you have to climb up a ladder, a 40 foot ladder, which is hard to do on its own. Then mm-hmm. once you get to the top of that ladder, you end up in one hot air balloon and you have to walk across a very thin platform to the other side, which is also attached to another hot air balloon. And then it's mm-hmm. a timed event. Uh, the fastest times men and women win and you guarantee your spot in the final. And as predicted last week, we said it was going to be a double elimination and surprise, surprise double elimination Mm -hmm. um i thought this was a really cool challenge but i i'm saying that from the viewpoint of i feel like i'd be scared shitless to do this like i i heights not really my thing like i remember last summer i did like one of those like ropes course things yeah i remember you doing that and i was like there were some like i was kind i was like scared going across like i did it and i was walking across but i was like holding on tight like i got a straight like core workout when i was done that like i was ooh like holding on so tight and it's a serious like core workout that there's nothing like they're not hanging on to anything you're just walking across and i'm thinking yo i'd be terrified of that cuz some of the ropes courses that i was doing like you know, there was something on the side to hold on to or something you were reaching out to in front of you, right? To like balance. Or if you start rocking, you're like, you get to balance yourself on something. There was nothing there for this. And you're 40 feet plus up in the air. Yeah, I think I would have been scared to do this one. I feel like you would have been all right on this. I would have been scared. Well, I would have been able to do it. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I wonder if I would have fallen off. Like, I, what I'm saying is I would have been mentally okay to do it. Mm-hmm. 
but physically i don't know because like there was a lot of sway there's a lot of bounce to that beam yeah and also the beam was suspended the ropes were suspended from hot air balloons so like the hot air balloons like they're not necessarily holding steady right like Mm -hmm. is it a little uphill is it a little downhill are they shifting with the wind like there's a lot of factors i will say and this is gonna sound obvious I think you'd want to get across the beam as quickly as possible. And by that, I mean, you'd almost want to sprint. Like, I think it's easier to sprint in a straight line than it is to walk in a straight line. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Totally. Um, but what it r- really came down to, I think, if it, just judging as best I could, it seemed like everyone more or less got across the beam at the same, more like within five seconds. So what really separated it was who did the ladder the fastest. And that's what I was going to say. Everyone really made this look so easy. That was the thing that I was really impressed at. How easy everyone made this thing look. That part I thought was really cool because, again, I'm looking at this like, oh, this would be so hard. You're going across slowly. But some people like almost pretty much ran across. And I was like, wait, is the platform thicker than I think it is? And you could see it. And it's like, no. So it just, I mean, credit to all of these challenge competitors because everyone, nobody really looked like they had trouble with it and everyone kind of appeared that they went by fast um, and as told by the times and how close all the times were. But I have a serious question for you. Great. I'm a serious person. Do you think Michaela is really afraid of heights? That is a good question. (laughs) And I'm saying this because we've seen this now time after time, right? Where it's like, she's super afraid, she's terrified, and then she dominates and wins. And I'm like, okay. At first, I'm like, oh, that's awesome. That's really cool. She's overcoming her fears. But she still seems terrified every time they start. And then she continues to dominate as if there's no fear there at all. And I'm saying this because normally, under normal circumstances, if this was anyone else, I'd be questioning whether they're doing too much for the camera, right? Like whether yeah. like they're playing this up for me for the camera. Because like I just don't get it. Like I would think that she'd be gaining more and more confidence as you went along and as she does well, no? Yeah. I think you're on to something. And I'm not saying – I don't think she's faking – but I think maybe this is like part of her psychic process. Like, uh, you know how uh, Terry Bradshaw, the famous Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback, was renowned for throwing up before every game? Mm-hmm. Like, maybe this is her ritual. I always, my pregame ritual, I had to take a pregame dump. Me too. Always had to. It was just a thing that had to happen. Yep. I, I don't like doing sports on like a full stomach. Yeah, I can't do that. Can't do like that. it's I, like I can't eat like people like you'll see people eating on the sidelines or whatever or like if you play high level sports, eating in the locker room. No, like I, I yeah. ideal the like the sweet spot is like having completed eating four hours beforehand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. If I I don't uh, no I shouldn't say this I shouldn't say that. Um. 
Yeah, no, you're totally right. You're totally right. I agree. And and for me, I should be clear. Part of that was nerves. Mm-hmm. Like if I I would get such a nervous stomach that if I had anything in it, I would throw it up. Regardless sure. of what I played, like when I played lacrosse, I was playing yeah. competitive dodgeball. Like need to be me, empty. Same thing for me. It was like nerves, and then also then it just became superstition. So yeah. like in my head, it was like if I didn't do it, and then I played bad. Like in my head, I played bad, and then okay, well, next week I got to I gotta make sure I do this before. Mm-hmm. And it would always be fun, like, if you're at, like, a, like going back to high school and you're at, like, a different school and now you're trying to find, like, the washroom <laughs> in the different school. <laughs> that was always a thing. When you didn't have home court advantage, different form of home, home court advantage, right? <laughs> yeah, I understand. <laughs> so I think, surprisingly, I mean, we've already said it, Michaela won, Chris won, yeah. Were you surprised by that? I was very surprised that Michaela won mm-hmm. because there, I mean, I guess what they showed us when she was crying in the basket, I guess that's when Johnny was going to cross. So do you know what's crazy though? The speaking of Michaela. So she gets across and she touches the thing and then she like kind of kneels on the same platform and she's like, starts to cry. But she's yeah. like on the outside of like the basket. And I'm thinking, yo, if I'm terrified of heights, I'm running over and I'm trying to like jump in the basket. I'm yeah. not standing on that platform still for any longer if I'm yeah. terrified of heights. And I'm hurtling in there like oh, yeah. cautiously, like I'm not being like crazy about it, but like I'm hauling myself up by mm-hmm. any means and like flip. I mean, how do they get down? I guess. They climb back down. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess so. I guess so. Yeah, maybe they climb back down on the ladders. I guess because there was there was two ladders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's ladders. I on will say. Side, yeah, uh, I think this. No, I know what my line of the episode is. But Michaela had a funny line when they were looking at the challenge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she called them a ladder up to Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yes. A ladder up to Jesus. Maybe that's the name of the app. A ladder. That'd be great. Jesus. I'm gonna write that down. Actually. Yeah. Please do. So, uh, Josh and Fessel are talking after the win, and Fessel making a great point. I hate it when I agree with Fessel, but he does say of Chris, if this dude lets the seven-time champ slide, and like he has a point. He also says Hall Brawl is definitely what we're doing next, mm-hmm. and he also correctly is like, I'm probably going to get voted in because, you know. Yeah. I voted Chris in twice. I put Chris in twice. Mm-hmm. I'm a threat. Like it makes total sense. Although mm-hmm. I again think Fessel was right that the smart pick is putting Johnny in. Yep. Um, and Fessel doesn't want to go against his boys Josh or Corey, and he's having this um, conversation with Josh, and like immediately has to do emotional labor with Josh, who's mm-hmm. already starting to cry. And is and like Fessel's like, if you go into Hall Brawl, here's what you have to do. You have to get low or you have to jump. And he's like describing how narrow the hallway is and stuff. Yeah. And like, I think that's one of the reasons why I find Josh really hard to take is he demands so much of the people around him. Like, here's Fessel mm-hmm. acknowledging that he's almost certainly going in 
And yet, because Josh is such an emotional person, Fessel's in the position where he's having to comfort and advise Josh. And Josh, at this point, is not the most likely target. Yeah. It's super interesting to me how this played out because Josh like made himself so much more of a part of this than he needed to be. Yeah, but that's uh, to your point, he's always that's always him. Yeah, and and like, you know, the whole crux of this episode becomes about is Josh going to listen to Fessy? Yeah. Cuz essentially what ends up happening here, right? You see the seeds start to be planted where Fessy is saying he wants to go in against Bananas. He's bigger than Bananas. He thinks it's going to be a hall brawl. And he thinks that gives him the best chance against Bananas. And he doesn't want to go against Corey because Corey is closer to his size. And Corey could beat him, right? Mm -hmm. So Josh, here's what it comes down to. Josh is friends with, if you are doing a Josh friend power rankings in the house, right? Mm -hmm. It goes Fessy, then Bananas, Mm -hmm. right? Fessy is telling Josh, if you put in Corey against me, go against your friend Bananas and put in Corey against me, I'm taking that as a personal shot at me. (laughs) This is like A-level manipulation by Fessy. Yeah, this is emotional manipulation. Like this is like borderline emotionally abusive. (laughs) Like this is not great. Although I understand Fessy's logic. Not just that he wants to go against bananas, but also like this is the one person, not the one person, but this is someone that he can exert power over. Something else, there's something else I want to talk about though, because so Chris and Michaela go into deliberations, nominations Mm -hmm. about who they're going to put up. Mm -hmm. And I have in my notes, this is going to be great because these two are going to go brazy. Like they're going to shoot at, like this is the moment these two have been waiting for. Mm-hmm. And although Chris goes it for it with Fessel, Michaela, who's can't, <laughs> who has not been able to keep Tori's name out of her mouth, yeah. is like, oh, well, we made a deal yesterday that I'm going to honor. Why honor that deal? There's nothing Tori can do to you. This well, is also, the last one. Yeah, you also made a deal with Tori two weeks ago that she broke. Not, no problem. You broke, right? Yeah. So it really made no sense. It was really strange. And Michaela, yeah, I don't know what her reasoning was for making a new deal with Tori. No, sorry. Let me rephrase that. Her reason for making a new deal with Tori was in case Tori wins, maybe Tori sticks to her word and doesn't put Michaela in. Cool. I understand why, if you're Michaela, you'd make that deal. What I should say is, I don't know why Michaela felt so inclined to stick to this deal. Mm-hmm. Is this the only thing I could think of? Is maybe it's damage control for future seasons of the challenge, you know, to repair it and be like, hey, I know we had our differences, but at the end of the day, we can acknowledge I messed up, but I just want you to know going forward, I am a trustworthy person. I, I the other thing I the other issue I have with it is that like Tori is the most dangerous woman mm-hmm. in the finals. She's won a final before. Correct. Cassidy, I'm not saying that she's the weakest, mm-hmm. but like she's not the strongest. Yeah, Tori's the strongest. Yeah. 
I also have to point something out. This has been bugging me. So Fessel is putting all this pressure on Josh. Correct. Saying, you owe me. And I'm your best friend. Mm -hmm. You better put bananas in. Mm -hmm. Right? Tori says she has a deal with Corey and Fessel. Mm -hmm. They protected her. And she's right. They legitimately did stand up for her repeatedly when they won. Mm -hmm. So, like, she really does owe them something. Yeah. And she said, you know, I'm going to do what they want. I'm not going to vote for Corey. And yet, who does she vote for, Sheldon? Michaela ends up voting for... No, no. Wait, who, who does did... Tori vote for? Oh, sorry. Tori votes for Josh. Fessel's putting all this pressure to go against Bananas. Mm-hmm. Did he put no pressure on Tori, who repeatedly says that she owes him one? No, but what she owed him was not voting Corey. Right. Which, again, should be assigned to Josh, right? Yeah. That, like, what are you doing? Because Fessy just chose Corey also not going into elimination over you, risk, you being risked going into elimination. Mm-hmm. So think about that for a second. What Fessy is asking Josh to do, not what he asked Josh to do and Josh did was to put himself in line to be in the elimination instead of Corey being in line to be in the elimination first Mm -hmm. off. Right. But two Fessy's also asking Josh for Josh to value Fessy and Corey's relationship more than Josh values Josh and bananas relationship. Yeah. Which, is a, which is a completely ludicrous ask, right? Yeah. Like, it's insane. And and the way that, you know, when Josh comes to, because you can tell Fessy is such a, like, Fessy stays, tries to stay out of the smoke and the drama, right? Mm-hmm. So he knows when Josh comes to talk to him and the cameras are there, Fessy doesn't want to get into a big conversation about it on camera because he knows he's doing something that is not good, right? So what does he do? He lays there, he puts the, the like thing over his head and he's kind of like hiding his face, pretending like he's sleeping. And he's like, Josh, I don't know. Like, what do we even need to talk about here? It's really not that complicated. And the reason it's not that complicated to him is because if he, the more he talks, the more ridiculous his ask sounds, right? It's It was just, I was... I, I don't know if I've agreed with Bananas as much at any point of being on the challenge than when Bananas comes and he sees Tori hugging Josh. He's like, wait, why are you saying sorry to him for? And she's like, oh, I voted for him. And he's like, wait, what? You <laughs> voted for him? And, you, and Josh, you voted for me? Guys, what are we doing here? <laughs> All right. Like that part, I was, I'm like, you know what, Bananas, I'm with you. I agree with you. Because this the gameplay just made absolutely no sense at all like, this is my line that. this is my line of the episode when johnny comes in and sees josh crying yet again mm-hmm. he goes enough josh <laughs> enough dude and like listen <sighs> i really respect that josh is so in touch with his feelings mm-hmm. and that he has no problem emoting publicly like that's admirable yeah but there also comes a point where, like, are you in charge or are your feelings in charge? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, 
he's got to learn to soothe himself. And like I said earlier about the conversation with Fessel, like it's exhausting seeing Josh interact with others because he demands so much emotional labor. Like yeah. they're all in a stressful situation. They're all having to, like Tori had to make a hard choice voting. I'm not saying she made the right choice, but she had she to make did. a hard, but she had to make a hard choice. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all having to make hard choices. Desi and Chanel had to make hard choices. Like that's the point. That's where they are at in this game. The only one that we saw crying is Josh. Mm-hmm. We don't see Tori crying. We don't see Tori seeking comfort from anyone. Yeah. And she even she doesn't quite phrase it that way, but she even says to him, like, I voted for you. I don't feel great about it, but like you don't see me crying. To, like yeah. <laughs> but and like it's not just like this isn't Josh's first rodeo. No. He came no. from Big Brother where there's weekly nominations. Mm-hmm. And this is his sixth, seventh, eighth challenge. Yeah. Yeah. It's again just like crazy. I respect people who can emote freely i think that's important i think that's healthy mm-hmm. but there also comes a point where like like johnny said enough just like have a glass of water splash some cold water over your face and like suck it up like you're not you're not the one who just got screwed by your friend but you're not the victim in this scenario unless of course your name gets drawn in the hopper let's talk well, about also, elimination. <laughs> no but i also want i wanted to see josh's reaction to realizing that Tori, like we didn't get enough of the like, wait, Tori's telling you that she had to vote for him yeah, because she had to deal with Fessy and thing and Corey. Right. I want like, does Josh not click in on that? That like, hold on. Fessy made a deal against him and is now asking him to do something to put himself in the line of fire instead of Corey. That's mm-hmm. it. I needed that part like explain to Josh. And I don't think that that part was explained to Josh, like on the show that we got to see. Do you know what I mean? Do and that's the part I that would... I found really weird. Oh, that's, this is what I'm going to say. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Early on in the episode, I alluded to, <laughs> I alluded to something that happened and I don't know what feed you were watching in terms of PVR. or If you were recording, um, like if you were watching the on-demand version or the PVR version, which is like, obviously, on television i'm explaining this wrong but live tv mm-hmm. as opposed to on demand right. i had the live version recorded yeah that's what i so want. on the live version they run ads and like lower third pop-ups to advertise different shows and stuff throughout this okay so mm-hmm. josh is crying and he's telling bananas he sits down and he's telling bananas hey and bananas is like wait what like josh no and josh is like yeah man i voted for you and bananas is like Josh, I don't even get it. And so Josh, <laughs> Bananas is like, Josh said on his family that he wouldn't put my name in, and yet he did. I don't understand how it's possible that he did that. At that exact same time as Bananas is saying that, at the bottom of the screen, on my screen, there is a promo for a brand new show called Snake Oil. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, hold on. They did this on purpose, right? Like, there's no way this is a coincidence. Like, the timing was just perfect as Bananas is like, how can I trust Josh ever? He swore on his family and, like, bottom lower third pops up, Snake Oil. <laughs> Tuesday nights on CTV or whatever night of the week it is. I'm like, that's incredible. If 
somebody had to do that on purpose and whoever that person is salute to them. Cause that's, that's the little inside baseball stuff that I love. <laughs> right. And that's like, that had to be done on purpose, right? There's no way that's an accident. No, that's not an accident. I gotta say, I would love, maybe not love me. That's too strong. I would be so interested to know what Josh's home life was growing up. Cause like from a psychological perspective, okay, he is terrible at soothing himself. Like this is someone who grew up in a household where like no one modeled for him or taught him how to like soothe yourself when you're upset. Mm -hmm. And also he is such a people pleaser. Like he cares so, and like he talks, he always frames it as like, Oh, I'm really empathetic. Oh, I really care. No, you're a people pleaser. Like you want people to like you real bad. And so, like you, like this isn't the first time we've seen Josh in one of these dilemmas, like, and he has such a hard time putting himself first. Mm -hmm. He ends up voting for, as we've discussed, he votes for Johnny, which is the right gameplay decision. Ultimately, is it? I think so. Okay. Uh, yeah, because I think Johnny is the most dangerous in a final. It's a right gameplay decision for Josh. Yeah. Like, I don't, I mean, I don't, I disagree. I think that Josh, like the gameplay move for Josh is to, to me, put Corey in because Corey is not his friend. Yeah, that's true. And I don't think not on the same level. If Corey, if Josh can't beat bananas, I don't think he could beat Corey either. So it's not like, you know what I mean? Like either one of them are better. Both of them are better competitors in him anyways. So the tie should go to your friend and better relationship that you have in the house. Josh even says himself, he's like, yeah, you know, I'm cool with Corey, but like, it's not even close to the same as the relationship that I have outside the house with bananas. Yeah. So to me, the move, the gameplay for Josh should have been voting for Corey. Um, yeah. But I don't know. It, either I, way, I it's just, just, just terrible. I, I just feel like Josh, is, sorry, that Johnny is the most dangerous in a final. Because he's the best at puzzles. He's the best at like mm-hmm. the intangibles. And he's not going to be a slouch in terms of stamina and running. And like, like, he's a solid swimmer. Like, He's not as strong or as fast as Fassel or Corey. So, no, I totally agree with you. I but totally agree but he you. makes up for it in the other ways. Yeah. Um, I actually wrote down right before they showed the votes. I was like, well, I guess it all comes down to the hopper. And I guess it only takes one ball. I'd love for Josh's ball to get picked. But I was like, nah, there's no way that would happen. I have a question for you. Yes. Sheldon. So it does come down. Let's let's break down who got votes. Mm-hmm. So Tori got two votes. Desi got one vote. Chanel got five votes, which again is crazy. Wouldn't you want to vote in Tori and get rid of her? Just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, Corey got one vote. Josh got two votes. Bananas got five votes. Mm-hmm. So yep. statistically, Bananas has the best choice of going in. Correct. I don't want to be paranoid. No, no, no. I know what you're I'm going just saying, if you're the producers, mm-hmm. who do you want in the final? So here's the thing. When they announced that it was Josh versus Fessy, I was like, no, sorry, two things. One, to me, they gave away before the commercial break that it wasn't bananas because his they showed his reaction. 
Yeah. Before they went to break. So I was like, oh, wow, it's not bananas. So to me, if not for the karmic side of all of this, I would have thought that production rigged it. Yeah. But I believe in the Osmos. And I believe that Josh did dirty biz here. I believe in the baseball gods. I grew up playing a lot of sports, right? And like superstition was a big thing. I believe in the Osmos. You come off the field, you don't touch the lines, you step over the lines, you respect yep. the basketball gods, ball don't lie, all of those things. I believe in full, full stop. And I just think the challenge gods didn't like how Josh was playing, man. I mean, I'm like you. I'm quite superstitious. I'm superstitious on a daily basis. I'm superstitious when I play sports. I I've got my beliefs. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that they've worked for me, but they also haven't let me down. Mm -hmm. But that said, I think the challenge gods might also be producers for Bon and Murray. So and you, like, yeah, okay, I'm you know, see. just like. Uh, it would not have hurt my feelings if we saw TJ hold up their names on the box. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here's what I'll say to that. Here's what I'll say to that. Okay. Josh swore on his family members that he would That's not true. vote in bananas. He didn't need to do all that. He could have just said, Johnny, I'm not going to vote for you. He didn't have to take it that far. No, nope. you swore you're swearing on your family members. <laughs> like, why? Why are you doing all that? Like, listen, man, God don't like ugly, Josh. I'm sorry, man. That's dirty biz. That is that is. And you are right. When you are uh, bringing the spirit world into it, you are asking for. Trouble. I'm going to double down on this. OK, as a producer of the show, if I was one of the challenge gods and the producer on the show and I saw Josh's move, I'd be even more tempted to throw <laughs> him in too, right? So I'd be like, yo, I don't like that. I'm going to make you go in too because it also makes for better drama and a better show and I get all that. But like, yo, man, I don't like that, man. I don't like that. I'm, I'm joking. I'm being facetious there. I don't think that they rigged it. I'm going to say that I don't think they rigged it. Because I feel like someone, like it would get out. It'd be too obvious, I think, for them to rig it. I mean, I maintain that they've rigged previous. So who props. would know? Only only TJ would know. Yeah. Because he throws the balls away. They show him do that. So no one would actually see the balls other than the producers that picked them up. The one thing I did wonder, if we're really deep diving into this, the one thing I did wonder is all of the balls men and women are both placed into the hopper. Yeah. All I wonder about this. So when he reaches down, does he just take out two balls at once? Because wouldn't there be a chance that both balls would be a male ball? Yeah. So does he just keep going? And if that's the case, why don't we see that process? That's what like I'm I, saying. I will say that the way to do this would be to read the name, show the name. So everyone sees it. I, I will grant you that for sure i I'm just think saying, that for them to rig it that obviously would be very terrible i'm i'm saying though like in previous years you and i mm -hmm. have caught on to tells yeah i'm not saying those years they rigged it but just like remember there was one year they had to like pull that box yeah, yeah, yeah. and like one of the boxes was slightly bigger mm-hmm 
Um, and also was it, yeah, it was last season where, with uh, their partners, the rider dies, mm-hmm. where like they had to draw that sword and yep. Devin and Tori were like undefeated at it. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was some, I'm not saying that like they were tipped off by production, but there was something to that There's a dagger handle that they Someone like. Someone was tipping pitches. Out. Yeah. I'm just saying, I think it's entirely possible. Because again, I think you're totally right. So there's 50% of the balls are women, 50% of the balls are men. But like if you're pulling pulling two balls out at the same time, you might get two men like male mm-hmm. balls. You might get two female balls. Yep. You might get the same name twice. You might pull two Chanel's. You might exactly. pull so and here's the thing that had to happen in real life. Yeah. Right? Like if you think about it in real life, for but for the process of editing, they obviously cut that process down. I would mm-hmm. assume. But that doesn't change the fact that you could still show us. You take out a ball, you show the name of the ball that's pulled. Yeah. That could still happen. And maybe maybe that happened live, right? Like maybe that's why no one's complaining, like of the cast members. Yeah. Or they signed but, NDAs. But then so they, they don't they, <laughs> they wouldn't do that because they have the big reacts when John when TJ reads it out, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just saying. I'm suspicious. You're not as cynical as I am. I get it. You're a um, sweet summer child. My question for you, though, what did you think of the changes to Hall Brawl? Didn't like them. I think they did it for safety reasons. We've commented yeah. in the past about like how unsafe Hall Brawl is. Like, what do you really break it down? It's <laughs> right? phenomenally dangerous. <laughs> so I understand the changes that were made, um, but it's not the same. The puzzle aspect of it, I do like that. Like, I think that's just an interesting twist or subplot because really it still comes down to who pushes each other back the furthest, meaning you have to go the longest distance to get to the other end. But then you still got to solve a puzzle, which is the ultimate equalizer. So I think adding that to it, I think adding that to it makes it, uh, makes it work so that, that way, if you're um, if you're a person who you have this struggle going on, you can make it work. I think that I think that's the way to go about it. Yeah, and I also again, oh, I'm loath to do this, but I like Fessy's strategy. Yeah, where like he took a look at it and then he would just run back and forth guessing. I was gonna ask you that what you made of Fessy's strategy there because he didn't he didn't try to count again. He just kept guessing. Yeah, I thought it was smart. I it was funny because my initial reaction was like not that he cheated because it's not cheating but I was kind of like ah oh, damn it like he I guess I didn't want him to win I guess that's what the that's tell what's going was on. yeah I guess that's what the tell was because I was like ah oh, he's just the other thing I found interesting though he could hear Josh's guesses yeah but Josh couldn't hear his yeah that part was weird to me that I, part was weird to me but that's also not Fessy's fault right like no he's just no, no, no playing the hand he's dealt um i will say i was sorry to see cassidy go oh me too totally i I thought she had a great season i want to see her on like real versions of the challenge like i want her to become a regular cast member i thought she was great yeah um the other thing that i want to note was when josh and fessy line up with each other Mm -hmm. they have this shot from the hall looking straight at josh and they yes. echo 
Fessel giving advice and saying, oh, you got to yeah. go low yes. or you got to leap. Yeah. And I was so ready to see Josh use Fessel's advice against them. Okay. And then, of course, Josh being Josh, he did not. True. He did not at all. Um, but that was expected. I didn't expect Josh to, like, I didn't expect Josh to do well in this. No. Right. In the hall brawl aspect of it. So that part, Josh's only chance was to complete the puzzle first. Um, my question for you, though, is the puzzle. I looked at that and I'm like, isn't this easy? I thought it was easy. But I think is it'd it just be like hard you're, you're, if you're concussed? Like exactly. If, you've been, if yes. you've been concussed 30 seconds before, I think it'd be hard. <laughs> That's what but, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, looking at it, I'm like, why are they struggling? Like they, yeah. everyone got it one guess wrong at least. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, that part was definitely weird. I didn't get that part of it. I thought that part was weird. Definitely. Um, but I, I, I liked it overall. I thought, you know, the hall brawl, I understand why they're doing it. I understand the safety portions of it. Um, but yeah, Josh is gone. Poor guy. Kind of poetic justice for him. I, I do feel bad for Josh. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I get it, but I don't feel sorry for him. I'm not, I, as much as I say that, I also have to acknowledge I am ready. Like, I wouldn't want to watch Josh in a final. Like, I think that'd be really <laughs> hard to take, you know? Well, you, you just know that he's not going to win. Whereas now, like, any of the guys, if any of these dudes won, you wouldn't really be, you wouldn't be stunned. No. But if Josh won, you'd be like, wait, what happened? Something crazy must have happened. Someone must have got hurt, like Olivia or something. Before we get into our usual questions, I'm curious, who would you like to win among the men? Who would you like to win among the women? Uh, I want to see Desi win. And to be honest, I want to see Chris win. Because I just oh. think that'd be awesome. I think that'd be just an awesome story for a guy who like has just fought the entire season. He's dominated the eliminations after being thrown in week after week after week. And then won the daily challenges that were the most important ones at the end of the season. That is a great way to play the game of the challenge. You, you got to win. And he did when it mattered the most for him. So I think it'd just be a cool, like kind of redemption story for Chris. And I think his biggest problem was just lacking confidence. And once he got over that, he was winning daily challenges. Yeah. He, he also played it kind of stupid. <laughs> like he made True. some mistakes. He didn't know the game he was playing in the beginning yeah. of the season, right? He thought he was playing Survivor or whatever. No, what was he on? Survivor, Big Brother? Survivor. Survivor. I um, I would like to see Desi win. I'd also mm -hmm. be happy if Tori won. I'm not really a Michaela or a Chanel guy. Um, and yeah. I would like... Um, I'd really like Corey to win, right? Mm -hmm. Like he's due. Yep. Uh, and then failing that, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think I know the answer to this, but who killed it for you this week? Uh, it's Fessy. Fessy oh. killed it because, yeah, you don't know the answer to this. That's pretty no. funny. It's actually Fessy. Think of what Fessy accomplished here. First off, he came in second in the daily challenge. So he had a really good, he had a good go there, right? But Fessy had to convince his boy, Josh. 
Fessy's worst outcome was to go against Corey in a hall brawl. Yeah. And that should have been the most obvious move for everybody in the house is to put the two strongest guys against each other in what we assume is going to be a hall brawl. It's the most obvious move possible. And yet somehow Corey, Corey didn't end up in the hall brawl. And that's just because Fessy did his job in convincing Josh to make one of the dumbest moves ever that just compiled on itself as being the dumbest move ever because Josh is the one that ended up being in the elimination against Fessy. Mm-hmm. So he convinced you to not make a move, which then puts you in the line of fire and getting eliminated. Just a chef's kiss for Fessy, avoiding the elimination until the very end when it's Hall Brawl, something that he can win, mm-hmm. and got not his desired opponent, but pretty close, next best pretty option. Close. And yeah, he's in the final again. So Fessy killed it for me. Great manipulation by Fessy. I don't know how he did it. Like, I guess some credit goes to Josh for being dumb, but like it's an I don't get how he got Fess how he got Josh. He convinced Josh to make that move. Uh, I just I think that I'm going with Chris. Here's a guy okay. who's won back to back dailies. He mm-hmm. has overcome so much. He's seen a final. He, unlike Michaela, made the right choice of who to nominate. Like it's at Fessel is absolutely the right person to put in. Yeah. Like a hundred percent. Like that is that's the guy to put in. Correct. Um yeah. I, I, I think Chris just top to bottom had a, a great episode. Yeah. Can't I I can't argue that. I can't argue that. Where can the good people find you online? You can find me on social media on the app formerly known as Twitter at Shell Alexander and on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. And as always, shouts to the people liking and subscribing wherever you get your pod on Apple, on Spotify, on SoundCloud, on YouTube, all the places like subscribe, follow, share all that fun stuff. Because we're enjoying this season. We're almost done this season of the Challenge USA. And thank you guys for being along with the ride. Where can people find you, my dude? You can find me on social media at Leho. Real simple. It is. It is. And until next week, this was You Killed It. You killed it.